welcome to Four Guys in a Comp, your hosts, Fred, Rusty, Tap, and Nova. All right, everyone, welcome to another edition of Four Guys in a Comic, where today we're going to be twisted up a little bit, and we're going to be talking about video games from comic books. And so, guys, i got to ask you, what are some of the very first games that you remember playing with superheroes and things of that nature? There's two that I recall, um, which is uh, Batman on the NES. It came out, I think it was around uh, the, I think it was around the 89 Batman era. And then the other one that I remember, and I know Rusty played, uh, was X-Men Children of the Atom on the arcade, the four-player arcade, back when arcades were like a thing. Those are the first two that I remember vividly. Okay, that X-Men one was way too cool, but I just remember Magneto in the little, uh, like if you sat there and watched the screen for a while and Magneto would pop up and be like, you know, mm-hmm. he looked intimidating, but it was cool to have like, was it four or is it like six? I thought it was four. I think it's six. It's been some years. I don't know. Yeah. I think it was one of those big, big ones. Like, you know, with the Simpsons, mm-hmm. how they had like all the, di- yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Barton Invasion of the Aliens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had to spray paint everything. It was a hard game. That game that didn't game make sense half the no, time. That game yeah, hard. Okay, but mm-hmm. no, that X Men game in the in the arcade was super cool. You know, those arcade cabinets are like super hard to find nowadays, though. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. They're expensive. Every so often, <laughs> I'll go into like a just out of curiosity, look into arcade cabinet auctions and stuff, and you'll always see them go for a lot of money compared yeah. to everything else. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mine mine was a, a PlayStation 1 game. I remember I used to, I used <laughs> to get like... Don't date yourself. Uh, don't date yourself. <laughs> I used to get like... Uh, well, it's on 4 now, so I feel like I'm pretty old. But mm. um, I remember getting like... I used to get the PlayStation magazines, and they had these like demo discs. So I had Spider-Man 2 Enter Electro. Yes. And okay. I, I I got the game. I played the demo, got the game, and it was so good. Um, I'm sure it's garbage now, but um, still, I mean, it was a great memory. You know, you're just swinging through these, like, you're still on rooftops and stuff, but you sort of, you can't go anywhere off the rooftop, <laughs> obviously, since it was a PlayStation 1 and not... Uh, you know, what we've got now where basically you question what's real life and what's a video game. <laughs> yeah, really. But, yeah, I mean, that was a great... It was a great. As soon as we talked about earlier today doing the sort of like a video game related comic podcast, that was the first thing that popped into my mind. Mm-hmm. So about you, Rusty, what was one of the first? Okay, so I guess one of the first like ones that I remember playing was... Well, it's tight. Like you said, the X-Men in the arcade tap, that was one of the first ones I played. Also, I used to play constantly. I had it on PlayStation 1. I played the series in the arcade before that and everything, but uh, Marvel vs. Capcom, Marvel Super Heroes, especially Marvel Super Heroes. I played that. I had the disc on the PlayStation, and I remember playing that, like, constantly. It wasn't until later... Because I didn't get a Genesis until later on, but I remember playing with friends uh, X Men Two on Genesis, and I think it's like starring Spider Man, and yep. it's like um, 
uh, mm-hmm. murder world. What is it? Arcades Revenge and Murder yeah. World or something like murder that. Murder World, yeah. That and that game, game is like impossible. <laughs> that game is so fun, mm-hmm. but it is so impossible. Dude. You have to beat each character's uh, level twice, and then you go on to another set. But some of them, I don't even know how you get past some of those things. Do you remember yeah. Comic Zone on Sega Genesis? No, I don't think no, I remember. No, I don't remember that either. Yeah, Comic yeah. Zone was another one. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, I mean, just in general, I think that I lean towards with comic book games more towards the fighting games rather than, like, the, uh, the platform. Storytelling. Uh, storytelling. I could never get into the fighting games because I was so bad at them. I wanted, be, I wanted to be. I play them so bad. I'm like, that looks awesome. I can't believe you just pulled that move off. But I, as soon as I play, I'm like, this is not fun anymore. Yep, I'm yeah. with Nova. What yeah. about you, Red? Well, um, two things really stick out in my head. First, I remember playing, I want to say it was 1979, 1980, on Atari, the uh, Superman game, which basically, you know, you go around flying, you got to fix bridges that Lex Luthor destroys, and it was an okay game. But the one for me that really, I, I remember it today as if it was just yesterday. November of 1982, walking into Sears with my parents, wearing my Spider-Man t-shirt, all right? Get there in the aisle, big glass case, get the store worker to help us out. We picked up Spider-Man for Atari. And that was the very first, it's known as the first Marvel-based video game made. And it was fun. You know, you're Spider-Man, you you flick your webs and you go around catching bombs that uh, the goblins throwing around everywhere and it was fun. Oh my gosh, it was fun. You know, but then back then, you know, Atari was just like, oh my gosh, I'm playing video games at home. This is just amazing. <laughs> you know, it was something so cool. Oh, you know, oh yeah, that, that, was, some, that was some good times. But um, yeah, but I'm going to, but I'm going to say one of my favorite things that I've played has been um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. And I want to say I, that was on... Yes. Uh, on everything. 360, on every I was playing it on. PS3. Yeah. It was so yeah. cool. Oh, that my was a God. great game. Oh, I loved it. I had the gold edition. I got those unlock extra characters unlocked. Oh, I, yes. Yeah. Red, do you have a current console? Do you have, like, a current-gen console, like a PS4 or Xbox One or anything like that? Um, all I have is Xbox One. That's all okay. I have in the house. That's all I, I got. what I got, too. I have my Xbox One. They have just re-released, they've like updated the graphics and stuff, and have re-released uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2 for Xbox Whoa. One. Oh um, my god, I, I gotta chill, I gotta chill. You just That just made my evening, oh my it's, god. It's digital only, so I think you can only buy it from the Xbox store, like you can't get a disc. Oh, but that's fine. You have it, and I think, that, well, I don't know if they still do, but I know at one point they had a bundle where you could buy both of them for like 50 uh-huh. bucks or something like that. Oh my! Okay, I know what I need. I'm be looking into because yes, I haven't I, bought it yet because well, I haven't been able to afford it. But yeah, it is. I really, really, really want to get those because oh, yeah, those are so good. See, we need to get it so we can play each other. Yes, that would be <laughs> no. I was gonna say I'll grab it yeah. too. We could have a yeah. four guys like little Twitch feed going on oh, for uh, Marvel and Alliance. We I all know, got I'll to get my play it. I'll get my Captain America going. Sport, don't you? No, I don't have any consoles. Oh, I thought you uh, did. Oh. 
<laughs> Sorry. Buy guys. more Four Guys shirts so we can get Nova an Xbox One. Yes, fund me an Xbox One. If anybody has one, just lying around. Let's go ahead and ship it to Canada in care of Nova. Oh man! And I'm then sure. you get a totally new segment called the Twitch feed of Four Guys. So, yeah, uh. I like that idea. Yeah, it would be fun. Yep. The only thing. <laughs> the only thing about that game, and I don't know if you guys agree with me, maybe it's just me. It's the same reason I don't like playing co-op sports, is being a glory hound and just trying to <laughs> get everything for yourself. Because like, if you're four people playing on the same team, you're sort of like, oh, especially we're doing a Twitch feed, I want to get that last, you know, that last combo in. Uh, See, it's just yeah. when, I, when I played it with my buddies, we actually, like... We actually played like well, there's three of us, and we actually played like really well as a team. Like we'd yeah. be like sitting in the same room at the time because it was back on you know 360. But we'd be like, all right, you go over mm-hmm. here and take out this. I'm gonna run and take out like we yeah. were yeah. a team. We were efficient. <laughs> and that's how you do. It. You had one person do a point, one person doing the left flank, one person the right flank, one person Kate carrying the rear, and you cover all the bases and you worked as a well-oiled machine. And man, you could take down the whole game in an evening. Oh, where did where did that kind of time go? Oh, so no. I have to ask this then, because obviously we all played Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yes. Yeah. What yes. was your go-to character in Captain Marvel America. Ultimate? Okay, that was quick. <laughs> yeah. I actually had a couple. It depended on the level I was on, to be quite honest. But uh, my one main go-to was Wolverine. I knew you were going to say that. I just knew it. Wolverine was badass in the game. So I'd have to say Mm -hmm. Wolverine followed up by probably Blade. Blade, really? Yeah. Spidey came in handy every once in a while, too. But Blade and Wolverine were like my two, like my top two. I'm going to use these guys. And then if I needed a flying character for any reason, I always went to Thor. Okay. Mm. What about you? Um, You who? You hoo, hoo, hoo. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I always liked uh, Wolverine as well. It's kind of tough. I mean, I don't know. All the characters are, they're okay. I don't remember too much of Ultimate Alliance, but I remember in the second one you had to unlock Thor like midway through the game or something, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of lame because I did want to play as Thor. Yeah. But yeah, I thought uh, Iron Man was solid. Um, yeah. Iron Man, Wol- Wolverine. Yeah. And I'm so actually I'm kind of backing up a little bit. I'm surprised Moon Knight wasn't your go-to guy. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, because Moon Knight you had to unlock like way later yeah. and stuff, so you didn't get to use yeah. it as much as as you would. As you by would then, like. by then you got into a groove with the character. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was tough. But but I'd say my second one was Jean Grey. I liked using Jean Grey. That's cool. It's a good yeah. character. Yeah. Rusty. Yes. So, Silver Surfer. Well, you know, as weird as it was, Silver Surfer wasn't one of my first go-to characters. Believe it or not, it was actually Human Torch and Deadpool. I don't know what it was about both of them. I liked Human Mm -hmm. Torch because of his flight, you know, just some of his powers and stuff. But I liked the fact that Deadpool could teleport in it. So I would always be like... And that was one of the coolest things. Plus, I liked a lot of his uh, range, atta- not his range, his like melee attacks mm-hmm. and such with the katanas yeah. and whatnot. But um, those two were actually my go-to characters in it. Um, I always wish that I could play as Venom in it, though. But that was like uh, you had to buy download or whatever. I think he was a downloadable character, and I never yeah. was able to download him. So 
I couldn't. No. I, at the time when it came out, it wasn't my credit card paying for it. So, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. you were in like, yeah, I'll just get this, get this. Yeah, oh, Xbox man. Marketplace, take I my money. I have the Xbox 360 Ultimate Alliance Gold Edition sitting right over here, ten feet from me, but I can't oh. play it because I only have an Xbox One and it's not backwards compatible. That is sick. Even oh, though man. they've released it digitally and you can go download them and pay them money, you can't of course. backwards compatible. Yeah, so. But, sort of moving on, Rusty, you mentioned Deadpool. Did any of you guys play the Deadpool game? Yes. That was I awesome. Did. That game I wanted was to, I didn't so, know. oh, dude, go get it. It's so much fun. It's so good. I'm actually going to get it again. For... I played it for PS3, and now that I have my Xbox One, I want to play it again on Xbox One, but it's mm-hmm. hilarious. Yeah. Super, it is super uh, funny. The violence is fun. It's a. It's actually a good game. It's not like a you know like a cheap like sort of one of those movie games like Wolverine Origins, which actually was pretty good. But <laughs> no, I'm with you. I'm with you because people make fun of me for liking uh, what was it? X, was actually a tight X2, game. Was it X2 Wolverine's Rage or X2? Yeah, it wasn't Wolverine bad either. Caged or something like that. The one yeah. like you can go in stealth mode and you saw like yeah. it looked like the predator. Like you could see like yeah. the the thermal stuff. I mean... That game was <laughs> sick. You would like sneak up on people and like snick them. Oh my god! That He's like, let sweet. me put on my uh, infrared mask, bub. All mm-hmm. I st- I would play that game today, and everybody made fun of me because like that game sucks. <laughs> well, it's like the Green Lantern game. I loved it. I I enjoyed it. But people be like, "What you you wasted your time on that game? Why?" Yeah, that's what I, that's what I, I need to check out at the, some point. The problem I had with the Green Lantern game was it was all like one button, like you couldn't just randomly do things. It was like um, it was predetermined. Yeah, it did have that aspect of it. Now, um, before we get to, because eventually we're going to lead the conversation to a certain asylum and then city and night and whatnot, but I always thought that some of the best superhero games are the Spider-Man games, in my opinion. On the PS2? The PS... The Spider-Man 2, especially, when you're, like, first time in the open world, like, geez, that's crazy. There's, like, Ultimate Spider-Man, and there were a few others after that that weren't movie-related, but were pretty good. Like, there was one where you could choose to... The more you wore the black suit, like, the the story went in that sort of direction. Like, Peter Parker became a jerk. It wasn't Spider-Man 3. Like, it wasn't based on the movie. It was a different game. I don't know this Web, was it Web of Shadows? That was it. Oh, was that was on one, GameCube? Yeah. No, no, that one was on 360 no, no. and PS3. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. And there was another one where you were like, you were regular Spider-Man fighting Kraven, then you were 2099, then you were Noir um, as well. Shattered Dimension. That was cool that as well. That was, was sick. That was really cool. And you had Neil Patrick Harris in mm-hmm. the voice, of course. It was just, it was good. Like, it was a good time. Yes. Um, so yeah, those games were always a fun time, I thought. That was one of my favorite things about all the Spider-Man games. No matter what it was, there was always usually an unlockable menu where you could change the costume whenever you wanted. And I always loved playing the games and be like, all right, where's Venom? We're finding Black Suit right away. But I mean, even some of them would give you like weird skins that make you look like Carnage or whatever, but really mm-hmm. it's Spider-Man, you know? It would say Carnage, but you knew yeah. it was Carnage, you know? Speaking of Carnage, Stuff like did that. anybody ever play Maximum Carnage on Sega Genesis? Okay. I never played Maximum <laughs> okay. Carnage. I no. want that game really bad, but I never played it It was before. an all-red mm-hmm. cartridge, and mm-hmm. yeah, it was, like, groundbreaking yeah. at its That time. sounds cool. 
You know, they actually had a, um, like, collector's edition for it where you got, like, a suitcase, okay? And the game was in the suitcase with, like, the hardback manual to it. And, like, they made a whole ordeal about it. But it's really hard to find. Really, really hard to find. It was expensive for the time, obviously. Uh Uh-huh. But, no, I was talking about Spider-Man. One of the games that I was playing, like, last year was the Spider-Man game for uh, Xbox One. And Amazing Spider-Man. I, yeah, the Amazing Spider-Man. It was uh, all right. My um, movie one. Yeah. The thing that I liked was going to the comic book store, and you know, he had Stan Lee behind the counter. And I, I remember December twenty eighth. You, if you logged in last year on December twenty eighth, which is Stan Lee's birthday, you got a special Xbox One reward for logging in that day and going to the comic book store <laughs> to see Stanley. Wow. Yes, yes. Nice. I did not know and that. My, yeah, we had it marked on the calendar because the kids wanted to get that special reward and everything. <laughs> it, was, it was cool. It was yeah, cool. Nice. But I played the heck out of that game. Yeah. It was like that game and going back to Ultimate Alliance, some of these games, that I really, one of the features I always really liked is finding those comic books. Oh, the, going through the, the game. Covers. Yep, finding the covers and having them in your galley to look at. I always thought that was a nice, cool little touch in the in the games. For the like ultimate uh, completionist, it was a pain in yeah. the ass. Oh, because <laughs> there was so many of them. Yes. Oh, yeah. Lord, there's like hundreds of them. Yeah, but that's what kind of made it fun too. Is just to go around. Oh my god, I missed it. Oh, I got to go back to this level. Oh, where is it? Okay, I got to get my Prima book out. <laughs> Let yes. me look it up. <laughs> gotta love Prima. <laughs> Did anybody play the the Punisher on PS2? Ooh, oh. I remember also a Spawn game. I remember playing that. I Sorry, you mentioned the Punisher, Spawn but one. I don't Which remember game? Spawn. Yeah, you, I remember... Thought, uh, you guys didn't play the Punisher that. one. No, I, I, I'm okay. pretty sure I, I played a Punisher game. If you have, if you ever have the opportunity to play it, do it. It's amazing. You walk through and you like can interrogate um, criminals and stuff. And I've like, seen trailers for this. Yes, okay, I know what you're talking like, about. One of them, you're like at an aquarium, and you like dunk this guy over the thing. There's like a shark coming to eat him, and then the guy's like, "No, no, I'll tell you everything. I'll tell you everything." And so after he gives you the info, mm. you can either let him go, or you can keep pressing the intimidation button, and then you like you throw him into the shark tank, and then he gets eaten. There was another thing they had on there where it was an interrogation, I think with like a wood chipper or something like that, and you could actually, yeah. after the word, just throw the guy in the wood chipper yep. after yep. you get all the there info. There was all sorts of different interrogation techniques throughout the entire game. Well, Interesting. Wow. Super brutal. But I'd tell you one of the games that have been that came out last year, actually, yeah, I think it was. Anyways, uh, is um, actually I guess it's been two years now. Uh, the Marvel for Disney Infinity. Oh my God! Get your characters. I heard it's a money pit. It is. It is a money pit because you got to get those characters and you got to get the. Um, hey, you get the cool uh, statue. Yeah, and you get the play things for it. They had a, a, a this awesome. Um, base that lights up that you can put all your figures on. You put your Avengers on one side and your Loki on the other, and it all lit up, and it was actually pretty cool. But uh, the gameplay for that was just awesome. It sort of reminded me of uh, all those, all the damn Lego games. It's another oh. good thing to bring up. Or Lego Batman, now there's that Lego Marvel the, uh, Lego Avengers everything. or whatever, yeah. you know, like... 
See, I have right now the Lego Dimensions, and now it's the same thing. You got to get the little uh, stuff and, and put them on your portal. Oh, and... You got to get stuff too. Oh, but it's the, thing, the thing with that is what's nice about is the uh, – I'm looking at them right now as I'm speaking. Like the cars and stuff, you actually build it. And throughout the game, uh, what happens is you get an instruction book to basically take it apart and make it into something different. And there's actually three variations of each little figure or, or vehicle for each character. And then, of course, the characters itself, you can take off the base and the kids can play with them with their regular Lego toys. So they're just not like – standalone action figures that you can just look at. You can actually play with them and have fun with them. Sorry, I had to step away for a second. Are you referring to Lego Dimensions? Yeah, yeah, Lego Dimensions. Lego Dimensions. Okay, so it is worth buying. <clears throat> it is worth buying. The- and if you like the superhero stuff, I mean, you have in there Aquaman, uh, Superman, Wonder Woman. You have uh, Cyborg. You have uh, Batman. Uh, trying to think of some of the other ones. Um, but they've got the whole... Whole lineup of uh, DC heroes in there right now. Awesome, because uh, my my kid doesn't know this, but I'm buying him that for Christmas this year because I thought it'd be really fun for me and him to play together. And yes, um, and I've been told Lego Dimensions is better than the Disney Infinity stuff because the Disney Infinity it, have to keep yes. upgrading, whereas Lego Dimensions uh-huh. it's all compatible. Correct, because with the, with the Infinity, well, first off. Infinity has been canceled. They're no longer doing anymore. But there was Disney Infinity um, 1, 2, and 3. And Lego Dimensions is going into 2, where with that, you do not have to buy a new console. To, um, you just basically do the update on your uh, console, and you're good to go. You don't have to spend all this extra money. But if you want to spend a little bit more, for $50, you can get a uh, console. Um, how do you describe describe it basically a big thing that you build over your console that the first one was like this little uh, portal you can go through now they're coming out with two more portals uh one of them is for harry potter's uh what's the new movie um fantastic beasts and then another one for ghostbusters and you can just get for 50 dollars you get a new play set and you build this whole thing over your portal and if you don't want it you can just pick it up take it off and put the other one on there and like I say, with all the vehicles and stuff, you just keep remaking them throughout the game because you don't have the Back to the Future car isn't always the Back to the Future car. It actually changes variations. Or same like the Batmobile. It has like three different variations of the Batmobile. That, oh, that uh, sounds you just, epic. It is. It really is. And all the characters intertwine with each other. So you can have, you know, the Wicked Witch from the West from uh, Wizard of Oz side by side with, you know – Somebody from the Ghostbusters to Mar- Mar- I got Marty from Back to the Future, then put him with Batman. It's just it's so much fun because you can interact everybody all together at one time. Very cool. Very very Sounds cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, it's like a it's like what we used like I guess we used to do um, with our action figures, just sort of pretending mm-hmm. they were alive and whatnot. But here yeah, it is. That's, yeah, and. I would say, you know, when you have, like, Disney Infinity, you had Skylanders, you know, they have the Amiibo, the, uh, the Lego Dimensions, they actually got it right. They actually put it all together. You don't have to keep buying extra stuff. There's downloadable content that you can purchase as well, and it's not that expensive. There's, you know, the season pass stuff, and it's within the, uh, a good price range. You're not pay- I'm paying less for this than I was for Infinity. Yeah, I will say uh, there's a local – I was actually looking tonight. There's a store um, in my town right now that has the LEGO Dimension starter kit um, on sale for Xbox One for like $58 or something like that. 
Yeah, that's a good price. And with Black Friday coming up, yeah, I can see I can see the Series One stuff is probably going to drop down. I've already seen some of it drop down a couple weeks ago at uh, Toys R Us. Uh, it was like buy one get one free was the deal, and for just the regular smaller sets, which is not bad. Um, yeah, no, it's not bad at all. <laughs> you buy one get one free. You know, you... it's pretty cool. But um, that was just the Series One. But yeah. That's that's I'm, some of the new stuff. I'm glad to know that it's that it's awesome because I was looking at that earlier. So that makes mm-hmm. me that makes me happy. Yeah, and the game plays fun. It's for the adult can sit down and enjoy it. The does kid it can sit play, down and enjoy does it. Does it play like the other? I mean, let's just get into it. Lego games, okay? Does it play yeah. like the other Lego games? Well, nothing will ever be as good as Lego Batman One. <laughs> Put that out there right now, okay? But. It comes to a close second. All right, so it, it is, plays just like good. a normal Lego game. Then, for the most part, yes, it, play, it has because you have a, your open areas and where there's free play, but then you can go ahead into the story mode. Okay. Uh, the only thing that I don't see it doing as much is uh, how do you put it? You know, you have uh, how do I want to put it? You know, like it's. Uh, Star Wars, you know, in the Star Wars ones, you might find characters from the outside hidden, things like that. It, some of the small little details like that is not in it. But for the most part, the gameplay is similar. Awesome. I mean, yeah. you have your your gold power bricks you got to find, your red power bricks, oh, that awesome. kind of stuff. Yeah, those Lego <laughs> games are fun. Mm-hmm. Have you guys been playing them? Yeah. I have them all. They're very addictive. Yes. Yeah, they are. You just really? want all the bl- all the pieces you can get. Yeah. You know, I've never played oh. a, a Marvel oh, Lego yeah. game or a superhero Lego game. You're the nerd portal. What are you doing? Yeah. How have you I know, right? played a Lego game? Okay, the only Lego game I've ever played was on N64 Lego Racer. But that was it. This is way different. Yeah, like, yeah, this is... I did, Okay, so I initially didn't even want to touch a Lego game. I was like, it looks dumb. It doesn't look like anything mm-hmm. up my alley, blah, blah, blah. Well, when my kid was like three, I bought him... We had just a regular Wii at the time. And I bought him uh, Lego Star Wars, the complete trilogy. And uh-huh. I started playing that with him. And I was like, these are actually really fun. So then I got hooked. <laughs> yeah. And then I started buying them for like myself. And then he just play along. But now I'm buying them all for him. Uh, so, like, right now we're playing uh, Marvel Avengers, <laughs> the newest one. Oh, yeah, that one's fun. That one is fun. Yeah, so yeah. that's what we're playing now. But, man, those Lego games are fun. Yeah. And I can say I'm the proud owner of the uh, was it the Lego Star Wars Complete uh, Prima Guide, which, believe it or not, is the hardest and most expensive guide to ever find, ever made. Really? And I will not give that up for anything. So, Nova, you didn't chime in yet. So, what was some of yours? Uh, well, mine were obviously the Batman games. I mean, is there does it need to be asked? Those changed the game for comic book video games, especially Arkham Asylum. I remember playing that for the first time and just my mind was blown. Yeah, I was Batman. I'll be honest, uh, I never played it. I haven't played. Oh, you missed out, man. man. Whatever. They He's gonna give it a three out of five or something, like right. He's yeah. like, you know, Cyborg was totally a two, and Justice uh, Society. No, 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 no. Come on, guy. No, I, like I said, hey, I just said a few minutes ago. You know, Batman Lego was the best that came out. So I don't know. I just haven't had the opportunity yet to play it. So the, the, it's okay, like a so stealth 
Arkham, goodness. Arkham Asylum is probably the best one. Um, Arkham City was also really, really solid. Arkham Origins was probably the worst one. It's still good, in my opinion. I still enjoyed it. It's just out of the series. It's probably the worst. And then you had Arkham Knight, which, I'm not going to lie, I loved. That was a super fun game. And I loved all the, like, I... When it came out, I got it, and I bought all the extra, like, season pass stuff, you know, so I got all the different skins and the different skins for the car. I loved it because I got to be 89 Michael Keaton Batman with the 89 Batmobile. It was amazing because it's like, this is what I've been waiting for my entire childhood is to play Michael Keaton Batman, and here it is in all of its glory. Yeah, it had crazy stuff going on. I mean, the Scarecrow sequences and and all of them, really. Yeah, they were I think it was in... In Arkham Asylum, they sort of make you think the game broke. Yep. And <laughs> I remember one of my friends, the first time he played it, he was pissed because he actually turned off his console and restarted <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Was oh, but, yeah, no. I mean, those were those were nominal games. Did In, in um, Arkham, did any other uh, DC characters pop in, or was it just strictly Batman? Oh, it was no, just, there is, well, are you talking about heroes I mean, or villains? It was, heroes... It was well, just bad, but the bad family, which is yeah. kind of more. Yeah, I guess you had the bad family. You had Robin, you had Nightwing, okay. you had. Yeah. Oh, it's the family. Okay. Yeah, Alfred you showed didn't, up. You didn't have like Green Lantern or Superman or anybody like that, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, keep... I'm surprised. I don't. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but has there ever been a Wonder Woman game? Not that I know I don't of. Believe so. No. Probably there might be, be next. Now there's a movie coming out. There probably yeah. will yeah. be. Yeah. Hopefully, I've actually. I would. I, that would be one I'd probably play. It'd be like if they could make it like God of War. I don't know if you guys have played that game, but that was that'd be sick. Tight. That's actually that, a really good idea. That's what they'd probably have to do. I mean, it fits perfectly. Well, and WB yeah. makes their own games now too. So WB, if you're listening, one woman <laughs> game in the vein of God of War with there special thanks to Nova from Four Guys in a Comic. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome for the most obvious <laughs> idea to take with the character. Yeah, make sure he's in the credits. <laughs> yes. No, yeah, that but would um, be, there, that'd be sweet. There is like the Batman VR game, which. I mean, you can. It doesn't seem like it's a very long thing, but it would be kind of cool. What is mm-hmm. the Batman VR? I don't know. I'm, I'm very familiar with that. You basically like you put the VR on and you get to be like you put on the the suit and the cowl and everything, and you go on like you do like a detective <laughs> so kind of mission. Well, I have a Samsung Gear VR headset. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, like yeah, it's it's the same. I don't know if it what con if it's on PC or what the deal is with that, but yeah, there's like a a legit Batman VR game. I'm gonna look into that because if I can get it on my Samsung <laughs> Gear VR, we're gonna have a new story for next week. Yeah, <laughs> you know, a video of me walking around my ba- my man cave acting like Batman. I'm yeah. Batman. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's cool. That's the thing now. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Well, we've talked about some of the our favorite, some of the best. What are some of the worst? Some of the games that were just like, what were you thinking? How could you even come up with Superman this? Superman oh New N64. <laughs> oh, that was it. my first answer. <laughs> that was exactly oh, what I was going to say. I, same here. Oh, my that gosh, you guys. Superman brutal. 64 is so bad. I do not want to fly through rings that you cannot get to. Screw that yeah. game. That yeah. was That was bad. I mean... 
There was like I, I don't even know if you guys played this, but the Batman Begins game was really weird. Was that uh, on uh what was Xbox, that on Super Nintendo? Regular Xbox. PS2, Xbox, okay. yeah. You I had to it like on regular Xbox. You had to like scare the goons before you could attack them. It was really weird. There's a really bad Catwoman game as well based on the movie. The Catwoman uh, game is really bad. I remember my friend terrible. in elementary school bought it, and I came to his house after school one day, and we were like, oh, let's play this game. And we played it for maybe five minutes before I was like, hey, dude, let's play something. <laughs> yeah. Please. Please. But um, another <laughs> game that I can think of, though, is surprisingly uh, Silver Surfer for the Nintendo. Um, that oh. game is... Or rings? What's up? Were you flying through rings in that one too? No, you actually shoot from your board like little balls at different things, and it's like a oh. like a flying. You you fly and dodge things and shoot bullets, kind of like Space Invaders, but sideways. And then, oh, okay. yeah, but the hit detection on it was stupid, ridiculous. So if you even came close to touching something, you died. And there was a million things shooting at you at one time. And then there was walls that you would run into constantly. So you had to know the pattern, like, exactly, or you lose. And I if feel you like met, there's... Yeah. I feel like there's an angry video game nerd video yeah. game. There is. No, there yeah. is an angry video <laughs> game nerd very familiar, The hit detection complaint. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It is stupid, ridiculous. I remember playing that at my buddies and just... Ugh, I, I, it's one of those games where it's like, all right, screw this. We're putting it away. We're never going to open it again. You what know. system was that again? Nintendo, the NES. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think there was also... Uh, there was another newer Superman game that was really bad as well. I think it was for Superman Returns. Well, let's, 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 let's back up. Name one Superman game that was actually pretty good. There isn't it's one. Not there isn't. True. Not for a console, there's not. No, it's a tough game to make, really. I, well, it is. I guess you could say, uh, I mean, Superman. It's not a Superman game, but Superman's in it, and I would say the uh, DC versus Mortal Kombat, which is uh, more yeah. just a straight yeah. fighting game, or uh, Injustice. Yeah, or Injustice. Those were good, but those are just fighting games. Those aren't, you know, a straight up Superman. Game. I'll say this though: in Mortal Kombat versus DC, Superman is one overpowered uh, mother. In that game, man, him and uh, Captain Marvel, uh, Shazam, they they are both mm. way overpowered in that game. So is Flash. It's basically those three DC characters beat everybody in that game. My favorite character in that game to play with is Deathstroke, though he's balling. Another one I thought was a waste of money was Marvel Nemesis. Yes, for GameCube. Oh, was that like a fighting game? Yes, it was. Yeah. Okay, I've never played the game. I've heard of the game. I had it on DS and GameCube both, and that why'd you? Because I bought it at two different times. I thought maybe the handheld Uh, version would be different. mm -hmm. Yeah, and then inside of it, they like created all these unknown people. It was like all these made up characters. It's like, no, this is not what. No, that game was horrible. Who created the characters? I don't know. Was this like in the '90s when Liefeld was tossing no, it? Was, yeah. This was Brian Michael Bendis. Ah. I'm, kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. I have no idea. This it was probably out, the it, same character over and over it again. Came out in the early 2000s. Um, probably about 2000. 
2003-ish, I would say. 2002, 2003, somewhere around in there. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe 2004. Um, yeah, no, that game was horrible, mm-hmm. horrible. I mean, for the most part, games that were based on movies were not that good. Like, like the Iron Man America? game. Oh. Oh, God. Oh, was, and that game was super short, too, at least. At least yeah, it was, it was actually, it was like, yeah. It was like a four-hour game, four- to six-hour game. It was... The yeah, not just... not Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction because that game kicked ass. That but the other Incredible crazy. Hulk one, I think it was just called Hulk or whatever. That game was horrible too. Oh yeah, I had yeah. I picked that Anything one up. And I, I made by Sega was horrible because they were all based mm-hmm. on the movies and they were put out in like six months and they were horrible games. Just yeah, just some kind of and mm-hmm. beat them up to come out at the same time as the movie. Um, oh. yeah. Yeah, the, so, now, the, another bad one that I, I never actually played it, but I've heard so many people talk about it is uh, we call it the Aquaman uh, Atlantis. Yes, oh, it's on N sixty four, I think. I don't right? Think I ever played that one? Yeah, no, I, I never I, played I it, but I've yeah. I always hear people bad mouthing it. I've ever I've heard so many people talk crap about it. There is a it's, I don't know if it's an angry video game nerd episode, but it might be a Mike and James episode from Cinemasker where they played it, and I watched that, and it looked so frustrating. And it's hook-hand uh, Aquaman. It's not... Yeah. So it's it's ni- hook-hand, I... Yeah, I mean, it's like 97 JLA... Aquaman. Yeah, they, they had yeah. to, you know, they had to choose a cooler one at the time. I'm sorry, hook-hand Aquaman was not very cool. Let's Let's be real. Yeah. No, but I thought As, you liked Hook and Aquaman. I don't. Yeah, I don't mind that. I mean, compared to the that was there before, Morrison it's not the one we have now. It. It's not the one we have now, of course. Hey, man, Peter David was doing the Aquaman ongoing at the time. You know, yeah. he gave him the hook hand. Yeah, I don't know. I just didn't like the look of him. I think I don't think it's yeah, the was... writing of the character. I think it was the design of the character mm-hmm. that I didn't like. Yeah. 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 Big um, old beard, long <laughs> mullet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now, one thing we kind of failed to mention in other games that are kind of enjoyable to play, it just came to my mind that comic books is the Telltale Walking Dead stuff. Have you guys done played I've that at all? I've played a little bit of The Walking yeah. Dead. I haven't got to play any of the other Telltale stuff. Like, I really want to play the mm-hmm. Batman one uh, and okay. the Fables one. I haven't played either uh, of those. Yeah. Uh, See, the, the what I liked about the Telltale's Walking Dead, what I liked about it was you had some, like, original stories, line stuff, going the graphics were awesome the bad to me was basically you're just pressing buttons to get through it there's really no free will in the game at all it's just you're just pressing x and y just to get to the end of the story yeah yeah it's kind of like a choose your own adventure book yeah barely even that yeah what those are um i remember playing a heavy rain which was another game that's very similar to that um yeah it was a quick time event game yeah just choose your own yeah. Uh, but no, I did play the first three episodes, I think it was. Because like, they titled them by episodes, right? It was like $5 yeah, yeah, they did. I, yeah, I played the first three yeah. episodes of Walking Dead. <clears throat> yeah, I remember I purchased it too when it was out that way. Now you can actually just buy the whole disc with everything yeah, on it. Yeah, it's like 20 bucks or something. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> That's why I'm waiting for Telltale's Batman to drop in price and then I'll buy it. Yeah. Because yeah. I've, heard, I've heard mixed reviews on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've heard it's good. So. We've been reviewing it for Pop Nerd, and it's been getting nothing but positive reviews. So. Yeah. 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 Uh, so any other bad games worth mentioning? Any notable mentions on there? Uh, bad games. 
I don't Oof. know. I thought of another. Well, no, that's a game that I enjoyed though, so it's not a bad one. Um, I mean, there are a ton of like terrible Batman games from way back when. Okay, Amazing Spider-Man on Sega CD. Okay, I never played that one. I never yeah. owned a Sega CD. I didn't know anyone that owned one. That one was mm. pretty brutal. Oh, I know a couple games. I don't know if you've played these, Tap, but I think you'd like them. And I actually enjoyed them quite a bit. Um, the Darkness games. Yes, yes, I did. I did Those play were... the second one. I did play the first one, though. Yeah, the second was... Uh, but the first one was actually pretty cool. It was like Controlling the... Yeah, you yeah. gotta control the little darkness, basically. Um, yeah. No, that one was fun. It was different than any other superhero game out there. Did you guys ever play the uh, the Justice League equivalent of Ultimate Alliance? I forgot what it was called, but there was oh, like, I know, direct, yeah. like the exact same game, but with the Justice League. Is there? I didn't know that. Well, I know yeah, there's yeah. like the DC Universe Online, um, which is like mm-hmm. a free MMO or that's whatever. A cool game. No, this it was ju- Justice League Heroes. That's what it's called. I just googled it. Really? Yeah, what it's was it exactly. See, now I'm it, curious. It's the exact same game, like the same concept of like this sort of you choose but, your heroes to be in a team and. I'm not gonna lie though, that sounds fun. I mean, Ultimate Alliance was fun. amazing. So. If yeah. I can be Hal Jordan flying around with a dang green lantern ring, you know, yeah, what was teamed up with Flash and everybody else, that's DC cool. Heroes? Justice League Heroes. Justice League Heroes. Justice League Heroes. Yeah. Do they have Martian Manhunter on it? Do you know? Yes. Ooh, Martian Manhunter. Okay. I do Wait, remember yes, this. Yes. Game. I don't think I ever played it because I wasn't a big DC fan back then. Yeah. I was it a also Batman reminded fan, me, but that was it. Not a big DC guy. Well, shame on you. Back then, I was. You know, I was just. A I was fan. gonna say, I was a making Batman a, fan, but that was it. I'm gonna say, you know, making a team on there where it's like Martian Manhunter. If you can use Hal Jordan, and then the, who Flash and uh, Superman. No, Superman, Superman, Batman, Aquaman, Deathstroke. Deathstroke would be cool on there. Aquaman. He's, sorry, he's not a Justice League member. Well, still, I, I mean, Ultimate Alliance had villains and like, heroes. So. Okay, well, Rusty, we're talking about these, like, Ultimate alliance S games. Did you ever play the X-Men Legends games? Yes, that's nope. what I was going to bring up. I never played oh, any of the X-Men oh games. Oh, God, those were yeah. so good. Oh, they were. <laughs> they were. Oh, they were remarkable. They were. See, I'm actually, one of my buddies said that he has a PS2, and he's like, I don't ever use it. Um, I'll just give it to you. And I said, well, try to sell it, you know, get some money for it. And he goes, no, I'll just give it to you. So if he does come through and he does give me, uh, this PS2, I'm going to buy justice league heroes now. Cause I want to play it. Um, but I'm also <laughs> going to go out and I'm going to get X-Men legends one and two. Cause those games were amazing graphic wise. Not so much, even at the time when it was PS2 and it was amazing. Even at the time, the graphics yeah. weren't that amazing, but the story was phenomenal and it was like if i remember right it was turn-based rpg really yeah i think it was a bit slower than it was i had had like a ultimate alliance kind of vibe it did know, where like you while. had like four characters but it was a bit slower and you had but i i think it's the same camera view yeah, yeah it's I think been it's a long time okay mm-hmm. so like did you who is the main villain in the game um, it depends. There was two different ones. Um, I think the second one was Apocalypse. Yeah, the second one was Apocalypse, and I think the first one, I want to say Magneto. Probably Magneto. Yeah. yeah, probably Magneto. Mm-hmm. Okay. They were so, fun. Yeah. 
Well, that's yeah. cool then. So, <laughs> and it was only on PS2 and Xbox. Yeah. Oh, and GameCube. GameCube as well. Could you be yeah. cable? I don't recall cable. It was like oh. your main, like Nightcrawler, <laughs> Storm, Cyclops, Wolverine, Rogue. It was like kind of like your main. Your main. I don't game. know. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> Yeah, the cable's pretty important. The first one <laughs> was Magneto. The second one is X-Men Legends 2 Rise of Apocalypse. Yeah. Hey, Rusty, you could be Sunfire and Toad, but not Cable. Sorry, man. That makes no <laughs> sense right there. No. You could be Juggernaut, though. He's a playable character. Okay, Juggernaut's cool. Mm-hmm. Was there, like, uh, there was Jean Grey, obviously. <laughs> was there any other, like, girl, like, was there Rogue or any other girls? Rogue was there, Scarlet Witch. Uh, Why is Scarlet Witch <laughs> there and Cable is not there? Oh my god! You could gosh. be Magneto. You could be Gambit. And your favorite Cyclops, of course. Oh, wonderful! And Bishop. There we go. We pretty much <laughs> listed Bishop. the whole cast. Okay, I'm wrong. We got, it's we got not, Bishop, but no Cable. <laughs> it is not turn-based RPG. It's action RPG. So it's like it's like real time, whatever. It's not turn-based. It's. Yeah. But it is fun. Mm. It was super, oh. super fun. I and like the storylines were really engrossing too. Mm-hmm. Well, we've talked about some of the best. We talked about some of the worst. Let's kind of move on to what were some of the what were some games that you wish that you could develop? Some games that you wish you could um, create to see out oh. there to play and enjoy. Oh, I got one. I already right got mine. All right, what is I it? Had, go. I already go. had mine. My God of War Wonder Woman. Oh, That's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, no, buy I'd buy it. I'd buy it. I would buy it. I would create um, much in the same vein as Marvel Ultimate Alliance, but like more updated graphics and all that kind of stuff. I would mm-hmm. do Justice League Dark with Hellblazer, Dead Man, <laughs> Swamp Thing. Like that mm-hmm. would be. I would do Justice League Dark. The, mm-hmm. I would bring in the Spectre. Like I would have a Justice League Dark. Uh, kind of in the vein of Ultimate Alliance, and I would make it so, like, you know, Hellblazer, you know, Constantine, he's out there, like, throwing out spells and stuff, and he's, like, your mage. You got Dead Man, where you can, like, go and possess people and, like, make your the enemy attack, like, their their counterpart. You can get Swamp Thing to start bringing up the green and just taking people out, like, ah! I want to create a Justice League Dark game. Mm. Somebody get at me, I'll write the story. <laughs> oh, wow. uh, uh, before I the idea and the story now I've got an idea I can go or if one of you are all ready to go I got no, an go idea ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah you guys go ahead okay so my idea is kind of like the DC online thing where it's like multi massive multiplayer online thing with uh, mm-hmm. Marvel but I want it to be in an open world to an extent that you can leave Earth and go visit other planets and travel through space if you Ooh. so happen to be able to be a character that can fly, teleport, or get a ship. So you could go and visit, like, Titan. You can go and visit the Shi'ar Empire. You can go and visit mm. the Scrolls. You can go and visit, you know, the Kree. I like, I like it. Yeah, and you could just make it, like, a massive multiplayer online game. I guess maybe to the equivalent of, like, Skyrim or, uh, what is that, No Man's... No Man's uh, Sky. Yeah, No yeah. Man's Sky, but 
you know, Marvel and you have your own creative character and you have to go and find people. And like, say you go into this, the Cree or the scroll area and you go into a wrong sector and you end up in the middle of the Cree scroll war or something like that. Yeah. Or, or uh, run into Galactus in the middle. Yeah, of Yeah. I was nowhere. just going to say that. Yeah. You have Galactus come in, you can have, uh, um, ego come in there. You yeah. Can, yeah. You know, who knows? Or if you want to stick to earth, you can go and fight all the earth people, you know, mm-hmm. be tight. Yeah, so you could run a neighborhood like Spider-Man, or you could go fly through the galaxy like Silver Surfer. Ambitious. Yep. Yeah, that I like. I like that. That I could see that. Now, Meet myself, Cable and go time travel. <laughs> ooh, ooh, there we go. That'd be cool. Now, for myself, mine is a little more intense. I've actually thought about this before, but updated graphics. I mean, we're talking, you know, really great graphics in there. Um, super. Mar- I'm thinking Marvel would be nice, but if you can. In- in- intertwine marvel and dc together that'd be even better it's basically i'm thinking free play with options to have uh store i'm sorry free play and story mode together with option for you know four players can come in to play together or battle each other um think of it similar to maybe like lego dimensions to where you have all these different characters some characters you can get through dlc or you know you can get the you can get the season pass or whatever, and you can keep adding on to your characters like some of the Lego Avengers or you know it's just like you have 270 different people on your in your lineup, and you can go through there and you can just download um, every you know every six months to a year they can have a new play uh, <clears throat> playset come out to like okay now you're you know gonna be doing a Hydra thing and then or or you can be doing this or that or whatever and there's just an infinite world of possibilities that could keep getting new base sets and new characters and new stories that come out and it just really never ends it just keeps growing bigger and bigger and bigger upon itself that'd be cool it would Red wants to make money yeah, mm-hmm. it would be a never with as many characters out there, especially if you could combine yeah. the two companies, you would never run yeah. out of money. Yeah. No, you would exactly. I mean, and it would make so much because let's say, oh, new characters come out for four ninety nine. Get your Aquaman or get your Thanos or whomever. You know, and people can pick and choose. Okay, I'll pay the five bucks to get this character because I really like him. Uh, I don't really care about this one so much, so I'm not going to worry about that. You know, and maybe there'll be some packs to get three characters together or something like that. Or if you get a a, a Cree War um, play playset, it comes with you know some people, you know, a group of five or six characters in it or something. I don't know, but uh, I just thought that would be really, really fun. And you don't have to physically buy anything at store; you can just download it, and you're good to go. There's your character. I would like now that I think about it. I would also <laughs> really like a really well-made Masters of the Universe game. And you could almost treat that similar to God of War 2-ish. You know yeah. what I mean? But I would want a really well-made Masters of the Universe game. Where you get a ride Battle Cat in the battle, and like that would be that would be dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been, uh, aside from my that, that Wonder Woman thing, I mean, it'd be cool. But really, I think a cool game would be 
And it's a game no one would want to get, but it would be sort of like a cool <laughs> time. It's a It'd game a just cool... for me. Just for me, because damn it, I love Booster Gold, and I think a Booster <laughs> oh, Gold no. would be awesome. Oh, no. Imagine it, though. You travel through time. You know, you got this huge overarching storyline, which, hell, if I, can, if I know what it is, I'm not tap. I'm not confident enough to say, I'll write this story, too. But you could go in the past, and, like, you can go into, like, a, you know, the, the first issue of JLA where they fought uh, Star of the Conqueror. Um, you could go to the Sinestro Corps War and just be thrown in the midst of it because you got to do something and you'll team up with someone there and it'd be cool stuff. You know, you could travel through all this comic history that the movies never decide to use. And, you know, for the people who I think it'd be a good way to get people into comics as well because they'd be like, oh, Sinestro Corps. Oh, that was awesome. I got to go read this arc now. Mm-hmm. Um, you could even, you know, stuff like that. I, I just like it. I think it's a, a good way to get people into a universe, and Booster Gold's yeah. awesome. So, you know, hey. Ooh, ooh, ooh. How about a, a nice World War II game of uh, Sergeant Fury, and you can have the Howling Commandos, put Agent Carter in there, you can have a little Captain America, Bucky action going on? Maybe. I don't know. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm well, not big into the war games. I guess like, I, yeah, like I all love, those Call I, of Duties and stuff. That's not so my it's thing. Like, yeah, I yeah. like the war. I don't like Call of Duty, but I like I like World War II war game style stuff. I, you know, it's, well, I tell you, I, God, what's that that name? Uh, Rise. Have you guys played Rise? No. Nope. I've heard, I've heard Glad- it. Gladiator <laughs> fighting. It was. It is graphics and everything. It's so well done. It is so much fun. That's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised you haven't played the new Battlefield then, right? That's true. I'll be honest. I haven't been able to pick up my uh, remote in a while. <laughs> or the new Battlefront, especially. Yeah, Battlefront is great, man. I play that a lot. Okay, time. here's my issue with Battlefront. It's fun. Okay. The graphics uh, are good. It's fun. But I... Okay, I suck at first-person shooters, right? So I have a hard time getting into them because I suck at them. So I like playing the campaigns because then I don't have to worry about like people that are 30,000 times better than me killing me five times in less than a minute. So my issue with Battlefront is that there's no campaign. It's all just, you know, online shooting each mm-hmm. other and stuff. And for someone like me that sucks at those kind of it, – it's not fun. It really, it's a letdown that there's no campaign mode. Because I use campaign mode to get better at that game, too. You know, like, I right, kind of right. utilize that to, like, okay, here's how I get better. And when you don't have that, you're kind of, you know, you're only tailoring it to those hardcore fans. Yeah. That is true. That's why they make the uh, Batman games for you, where he That's he jumps true. to the enemies for you. That's mm-hmm. true. I'll Batman it up. <laughs> Oh, now, I just think that. about it, too. It would be kind of nice to get maybe some more superhero games that are connect. That would be fun. If it's done correctly, that would De- be that, fun. Yeah, done correctly. You know, you're Deadpool and you get <laughs> you're something like that. You know, that could be, it could be fun. You know, I mean, I mean, with the connect, did you guys play, was it uh, the Star Wars? Uh, I Star Wars. I, I know what God. you're talking about. Um, yeah. I didn't do the Star Wars one. I did some of the other connect, you know, like the little silly yeah. ones. And they were actually a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. That, they are. That was actually a lot of fun. It uh, was. I mean, you can, use, you can use the force push, and you got your lightsaber, and you're, mm-hmm. do, you're just, you're up and you're, you're, you're active. But that's the problem. A lot of video game people don't want to be active. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. I, I like Wii Bowling. That's fun, too. 
I haven't played tennis? that in a long time. Use the force push to knock all the pins down. Make it <laughs> yeah, Star you. Wars bowling. <laughs> That'd be cool. These are not the pins you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's just tough. You get a gutter ball, and that's what it pops up on your screen and says. <laughs> that oh, yeah, it would be. <laughs> and your ball, of course, is in the shape of the Death Star. All right, there you go, people. Whoever makes bowling games, there you go. New idea. Yep. Let's make it happen. Oh. Look at that. Just listen to four guys. You guys will have the, the video game industry will never run dry. They just have yeah. to get the. They just have to get the rights to all of these things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, pretty much everything's owned by Disney anyway, so just call, yeah. give a shout out to Disney. That's true. <laughs> I mean, we'll save money by doing the voiceovers ourselves, but yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, it may not be as high a quality as you, as Nolan yeah. North or anyone like that. But, Whatever, uh, you know. Who needs Mark Hamill when you've got Rusty? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who needs Kevin Conroy when you've got Tap? Yeah. You know? Oh, no. I forget about it. Hey, you bats. <laughs> See, we can pull it off. Oh, man. So for you listeners out there, for anybody that has a great video game idea, go ahead. Give us a tweet. I'll, I'd love to hear what some of your guys' ideas are or any, any other comments about the show tonight. Just I was going to say, we can. Uh, that sounded like a transition to the Strange end. Yeah, he, he's getting the high Let me just put my motor, sling though. on real fast, and then I'll start. He's opening the Aragamoto to go back in time and redo the whole thing. Dormammu, I have a proposition for you. Hey, I haven't seen the movie yet. Yeah. Actually, I gotta go see if I can download that tonight. I thought, I thought for a second, I thought that was ego when they for anyway. Well, okay, everybody so, keeps saying you need to go see it in IMAX 3D, and I know is I really want to, but I know if I do go see it in theaters, it will not be in IMAX. It'll be like in regular 2D. So there's a part of me that's with Red where can I just find a decent fucking copy if I'm just going to watch it in 2D no matter what? <laughs> like, yeah. I think the big screen, I mean, there's like, I, I, I honestly say watching it once isn't enough because there's so many little details and like the amount of effort that went into some of these effects, I can't Ridiculous. like, who came up with some of these scenes? I don't know, but it's, I mean, yeah, it's up to you. I, I want to, uh, I just, time and money and I just don't know yeah, if I'll be able yeah. to. I mean, I'm going to watch it multiple times on Blu-ray when it comes out, but or a good quality copy on the internet, yep. but, you know, it's going to be a while. Yep. We had Tight Flick. Tight All flick. right. Uh, should we wrap it up, I guess? <laughs> Rusty's done throwing up gang signs. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, I think it's time to move on to a guest. What do you say we give, pick up the phone and give a call? Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Let me run to the bat phone. All right. <laughs> Free transition music this week brought to you by <laughs> the Rusty <laughs> Surfer. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Red. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, have you heard that uh, those four guys, they got uh, they got a shirt, you know? Yes, I heard they got a shirt. I hear it's a really kick-ass shirt, too. Uh, it's just, 
amazing. You get it any color you want. You have different logos you can choose from. There's like something I'm going to get my whole entire Hydra crew to wear. Forget the green uh, jumpsuits. They're all going four guys in a comic. I'm telling you, it's the way to go. Hey, man, I think that that's a great idea. I think that you should just make sure that they each get one. Get different colors. We don't need just one color. You need to brighten up Hydra. You know, people have been looking at it lately, and they're like, uh, look at that. And, you know, you need to brighten it up. All right, so the left flank is going to get red. The, the right flank is going to get blue. Down the middle, I'm going to put them in pussy pink. All right, they're going to go straight down because those are the ones that get shot first because they're, they're gone. All right, I'm going to have the five rises boys in red. And, you know, I like that idea. They're all going to be different colors, all four guys in a comic. Get yours today, you know, going on. Hey, down wait, there. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How much do they cost? That that's something you should take into consideration. I know you got some of that back in money from. Uh, we we won't talk about who back in the day, but I mean, how you know? I mean, how much do they cost? They're pretty cheap, right? Well, they are. I mean, if Captain America can afford one, then you guys can afford one. Okay, come on, oh. it is Cap after all. You know, worthless bum goes around. Brooklyn just doing who knows what Bucky in the background of an alley or whatever. But anyways, yeah, you guys can afford one. It is really cheap. They're going for what? I think it's like 20 bucks, including shipping. And you can get a shirt. And my goodness, you can't beat that cost. You know, buy 100, we'll throw in a discount. Who knows? Hell Hydra cut off one head. Two more shall take its place. Or, you know, uh, maybe it's just four guys hanging out on a shirt or something. But they should buy it anyway. It's good stuff. I mean, not necessarily because you're going to be matching Hydra, but more so because you're going to be sporting a bunch of cool guys who you can listen to on a podcast, and it's good stuff, and you want the shirt. Yeah, they are pretty cool guys. You know, they are, you know, really awesome. Great uh, podcasts, great videos, great everything, you know, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Whew. I support them. I'm wearing, my, I'm wearing mine right now. In fact, I got the four guys thong going on. Want to see my four guys thong? I got some video I can show you. No, that's okay. Okay, hold okay, on. Anyway. We're going to turn this off now. Okay, we're ending this right now because it's going too no, far. I don't on, need none on. of that red skull butt. I mean, I don't want that. It's probably, I don't even want to think about it. Okay, now you got it in my head. All right, we're ending this. All right, buy a four guys shirt. Uh, later. Get it today! All right, everyone, it is that time of the podcast where we do our interviews, and with us today we have uh, someone who I actually recognize more so more art than I thought I would originally, which is Mr. Sean Forney, who did uh, some pinup art for Hackslash, and also is the current uh, colorist for Lord of Gore. So, Sean, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's uh, fantastic. I was researching some stuff this week, and I was like, oh, I actually, I know more. I actually own some of your stuff. So I was like, Yeah, awesome. same here. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. For those that don't know or may not be familiar, because, you know, Hack Slash, Lord of Gore, those types of things are definitely more indie, you know, type comics. What can you tell us about yourself? I've been working uh, professionally in the industry for... Uh, something like the last 14 years or so. Um, I've been uh, self-publishing a creator-owned title that my wife and I put together called Scarlet Huntress. Started doing that uh, roughly around like 2003. Um, And since then, I've worked on a whole variety of different things in comics and other illustration stuff. Um, Recently, I think stuff people recognize. uh, I did a handful of stuff for Grim Fairy Tales. Yes. um, Done some work for... Bakugan, uh, Lego, Scholastic, um, 
Last year, uh, I completed a six-issue miniseries that I colored um, Zen Intergalactic Ninja for First Comics. Um, and I'm currently working on Lord Gore, like you mentioned, and another project that will be coming out through First Comics that uh, I'm not quite sure if I can mention that project yet. Okay, fair enough. We we under, we understand. Yeah. So, what about Scarlet Huntress? Is that I'm kind of looking at it right now, and the art looks fantastic. Um, is that something that you're currently still working on? I know you said you started back in 2003. Or... Yeah, um, it's it's kind of one of those. As I get time to do it, uh, that's when I work on it. Um, we uh, we started out. We did a couple of uh, short pieces for an anthology series at the time um, when we first came up with the character. Uh, and then we did a single issue that I think we released in like 2006 and did a follow-up issue in like 2009 or 2010. Um, in 2013, we did a, uh, an anthology story of our own that uh, was three Scarlet Hunter stories that my wife and I did one of the stories. And then um, two other collaborators came in and uh, wrote stories, um, Brian Borgman and um, John Barker wrote the other two stories in the book. Um, currently I'm trying to squeeze in a short little story that we came up with recently, as well as I'm actually doing a single page story that will end up hanging in the, uh, greater Columbus convention center. Um, sometime early next year, it'll be hung up. So it'll be a nice little one page short little story. That's going to end up being blown up to something like four foot by eight foot, but it'll all be uh, Scarlet Huntress. Oh, wow. That's cool. Very cool. So how did, how did that come about? Um, it actually came about by um, the comic shop at the uh, Columbus Convention Center. Um, I believe the name is Hero and Games. Um, the Columbus uh, Convention Center is going through uh, renovation right now. They're adding on to it, remodeling, doing some things like that. And um, they have a, a creative firm, or whatever you want to refer to it as, um, that's going around and getting different pieces of artwork to hang up in the convention center. And the convention center hosts um, not only like a, a Wizard World Comic Con, but they also host Origins, um, Ohio Con, and a couple other um, like pop culture anime conventions. And um, the the comic shop owner and the the creative firm or whatever that's putting this together, they they chatted, thought it would be a good idea to get some local Columbus area artists to put some pieces together. Um, and I got really, really lucky and really fortunate with this that, uh, I got chosen to produce one of the pieces and they gave me kind of free reign once everything was approved. So I actually get to do our own property and have something hanging up there that, uh, will be a part of the convention center for quite a while. That's pretty cool. Congratulations. And you say for a while, how long is that do you think it will be up for? Um, they, they haven't told me specifically, um, as far as I understand, it could be permanent, but oh, I, mean, nice. I, know th- I know these things, uh, you know, go through renovations and stuff, you know, after so many years. So I'm saying for a while thinking that I, I know that at some point it'll probably outlive its time and, uh, get retired or something like that. But who knows? I mean, it could stay up there for decades as far as I know. Okay. That's cool. Because I, I wasn't quite sure if that was going to be like a temporary three month type of gig or what but yeah sounds like it's something permanent that's pretty cool yeah yeah so so oh go ahead russ so going back to uh scarlet huntress what can you tell us about the uh the story or the background behind the character um she is a modern day descendant of little red riding hood Ah, that is yeah she's uh 
She's kind of like if you mixed like Blade and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, a little bit of Underworld, and um, you know things like that. Um, she is basically uh, seeking revenge for um, the death of her mother. She she doesn't know what happened, what caused it. She all of a sudden gets thrown into this whole mix where she finds out she's actually uh, the the long line of descendants of Little Red Riding Hood, and um, she discovers the whole uh, like underground scene of werewolves and other cryptid creatures. Um, so she kind of gets trained, thrown into the mix, and starts going after the werewolf that killed her mother. And we've kind of branched off, done a couple of other stories and whatnot, where she's uh, hunting other cryptid creatures like um, uh, like Bigfoot and swamp monsters, things like that. So get to play up uh, a few different ideas in the stories. Very cool. Now, if we're uh, okay, me personally, that's right up my alley. I love that kind of stuff. Uh, do you can you get it digitally on Comixology? Is it only physical? If so, where can someone find it at? Um, the Scarlet Hunters Tales Through Time is available on Comixology. That's the uh, the Kickstarter book that we did a few years ago. It's got three short stories in it. Okay. Um and. Um, all of the issues are available digitally through uh, Drive Through Comics. I think each one's like ninety nine cents if you go through Drive Through mm-hmm. Comics. Um, you purchase a uh, downloadable PDF and you can get it digitally. Um, you can also pick up physical copies from me at a convention. There's a couple of local uh, Columbus area shops that carry the books, um, and I've got a uh, store envy set up. It's uh, I think it's seanforney.storeenvy.com, something like that. And you can uh, purchase the books through there as well. Oh, very cool! Great. Yeah. So, so, and I will say, your Scarlet Huntress cover for the San Diego Comic Con is pretty cool. I really, really like that cover. Thank you, thank you. I had a lot of fun working on that. I can tell a lot of detail, and it looks really nice. Thank you. So, you're from the Columbus, Ohio area. I take it. Is that right? Yeah, that's that's where I live. I actually grew up uh, outside of Toledo area, and I've lived in Columbus area for about the last ten years or so. No, okay, that kind of segues into my next question. Then, that if I remember correctly, uh, Daniel Leister is from that same area. Um, yes. Is that how you guys met up? Was just from being around, like in the same, you know, drawing and stuff in the same circles, or? Yeah, yeah. Um, Dan and I met. Um, uh, I, I think through doing a couple of local conventions met um had a couple mutual friends whatnot got introduced that way and um dan and i talked a couple years ago he needed something colored for for like a a pinup or something like that um and that's how we kind of started working together and when this project came about when they decided they wanted to go um with an actual color book because this this initially was going to be a black and white book um and once it got picked up by uh, Devil's Due, they decided they wanted to go color. Dan talked to me about doing it, and uh, we started working on it. Um, like, late last year, I think it was about this time last year, we worked on the first couple of pieces for the pitch. And um, I'm currently finishing up the last couple of pages of issue three. Uh, I believe he's finished issue five. Um, and I, I'm pretty positive that they're shooting for, like, eight or nine issues for the, the first like story arc very cool yeah i i know rusty's read it and i uh helped chip in on the kickstarter so i'm just waiting for my tim seeley variant cover to get here um yeah but uh no that's really cool i love daniel leister stuff he i met him 
a while back at a con and I just picked up a bunch of his Wonderland stuff and I love his art so but yeah no it's really cool uh, that you were doing Lord of Gore I saw that and I was like oh that's awesome so are you going to be doing um, pencils on any of it or are you just strictly going to be doing coloring on Lord of Gore it's just uh, strictly coloring okay colorists never get the props they deserve I, think I was going to yeah, say, yeah. the colors are really pretty on Lord of Gore, too. Like, I, yeah. I'm really enjoying it. Like, the whole story is just pretty well put together, and it seems like y'all are a sol- solid creative team for the book, just aesthetically on point. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, Dan and I, uh, we tried something a little bit different with this. He wanted something um, just, I won't say out there, but he wanted something different, something you wouldn't see in the average comic book you go pick up off the rack. Um, so we played around with it. I did like, I did three pages where we kind of tested it out and, um, he suggested one thing. I kind of threw in another thing and it was just kind of after a combination of us doing a few pages and, and taking it back and forth that we kind of settled on the style that we're using, um, which is quite different from the way I normally work. Um, but it's also been at the same time that it's a little bit of a challenge to do it. It's also, um, for me, I find it interesting and, it's a it's a different way for me to kind of like take a creative approach to it to see you know what can I do with kind of the limitations that the style gave us um you know see what I can do to make it look as good as I can but still stay very limited very cool so what do you have any other projects that you're currently working on aside from the one that you can't really tell us about right now um I've got I've got those two that we've we've talked about now. Um, I'm ramping up um, the last three pieces that I'm doing for uh, a pinup book that I put together. Um, it's called Geeky Goddesses. It's a uh, it's kind of my take on um, pinup art. Uh, I gathered uh, a few friends that are cosplayers, models, whatnot, and shot a bunch of photos and started putting together different um, themes for each image that I did and. I decided to take, like, a bunch of different, like, nerd pop culture-type themes and apply those to each piece of pinup art that I did. So I've got everything from, like, some anime-type characters to um, doing, like, kind of my spin on Universal Monsters and uh, just an assortment of stuff. And we we did a Kickstarter for it a few months ago. It was successful. We funded the whole thing. So it'll be a a 48-page art book, a 2017 calendar, and I'm also doing a coloring book, so oh, it's it's cool. a so it's an assortment of uh, just some crazy pinup art that I decided to come up with. It just uh, it was kind of like my spin on um, all the different pop culture things that are pretty popular right now. Very cool. Yeah, I like the coloring book idea. So for those that want to channel their their inner uh, Sean Forney, they can they can pick up the coloring book and practice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So for Scarlet Huntress, you said you and your wife work on that. Is are you guys? Is she writing and you're drawing, or are you guys both writing? How does that work exactly? Uh, she usually writes it, uh, and then I draw it. Um, some of the issues, she's actually come in and inked uh, some of the pages for me. Uh, she usually also does a lot of the flat work for me. Uh, she she basically sets up the pages for me to color. Um, so it's a it's a nice little combination of us going back and forth to uh, you know finish off the book. 
she usually takes care of um, doing basically like the pre-press stuff uh, and the lettering. So it's, we sit down, we'll come up with a plot, she'll write out a script, I'll draw it, and then it kind of goes back and forth between us from there to, to the finished product. Very cool. So you mentioned earlier that one of the only places that, uh, or one of the only places I guess you can get a physical copy is from uh, conventions with you. Uh, do you have any conventions coming up? I've got one left for this year. Uh, it's next weekend. Um, it's the, the first weekend in November. Uh, Akron Comic Con up in Akron, Ohio. It's at the uh, John S. Knight Convention Center. It runs uh, Friday and Saturday. Uh, I'll be there. I'll, um, excuse me, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I think. Or it's just Saturday, Sunday. Um, okay. And... Uh, I'll have uh, all the, the copies of the books. We just got uh, new issues of 1 and 2 printed up not too long ago. So I'll have, like, the whole series of Scarlet Hunters available as well as a lot of the other stuff I've worked on here recently. Um, I was going to say, uh, Sean, with Lord of Gore, I mean, it's a work in progress. Uh, it's going along and such. Um, when you were presented, I guess, with, like, okay – they threw the story idea at you. What were your first thoughts of, uh, I guess, the whole script and how it was going to go? Yeah. Actually, uh, to be honest, I, I never, I have yet to see a script. Um, really? And that's, and that's <laughs> like, like nobody's fault probably other than my own of not asking for one. Um, but no, uh, it all came about, uh, Dan, like, literally shot me a text and said, hey, uh, do you want to color a couple pages for this project? Sure. We we got the pages done, like I said earlier. We went through yeah. the, the process of working out that whole bit. And um, he just kind of kept me in the loop once the book got picked up. He let me know it got picked up, and then we just kind of took it from there. So my only concept of the story, other than I, I finally here in the last week got uh, copies of the first issue, uh, my only way of like reading the story so far has just been through what Dan draws, um, okay. which – uh, he's drawn the story well enough that I don't usually have a whole lot of questions with what's going on. Every once in a while, there's something that's you know small that I don't see that I either got to ask a question or he comes back to me and says, "Oh no, 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 this is supposed to be you know this thing or that thing or whatever." That I'll go back in and tweak to to make it fit the story. Um, but uh, yeah, that's 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 my whole thing with it with. Uh, with, with the whole project is basically just seeing what, whatever Dan draws is is my way of you know seeing how the story flows and um, that's that's what got me hooked. It was just the the opportunity to work with him and work with uh, the publisher and whatnot. Very cool. So um, I I was gonna say uh, you have like a specific for art. Do you have like a specific uh, genre you like to cater to? Like um, I'm like with Lord of Gore. Uh, it, it's supposed to be like horror, you know, such with, um, uh, with the Huntress, it sounds like it, it's more like mystical fairy tale and stuff. Do you have like a specific thing that you like to do or something that you maybe grew up with that kind of, um, uh, inspires you? Um, I am really big into most superhero stuff. I think that was the thing that first, uh, attracted me to the whole thing as well as, um, fantasy, um, Growing up, I, I you know, I think the the first cartoon I ever watched was uh, He Man, so that's what got me hooked on a lot of this stuff. So those yes. are the things I'm usually, those that's usually what I'm drawn to. That's usually what uh, I try to go 
after my own projects and things like that. Um, anything that's uh, kind of the superhero genre or something fantasy oriented along the lines of, like I said, like He-Man or Lord of the Rings or um, Conan, things of that nature. Okay. Now, growing up, did you have a uh, a comic that you just always dreamed of working on? Uh, definitely Spider-Man. That was, uh, again, you know, growing up watching, like, Saturday morning cartoons and stuff, um, Spider-Man is Amazing Friends was on when I was really young, and uh, I think that was, like, the first comic book I ever got was a issue of uh, Marvel Tales Presents Spider-Man. Um, so that's always been, like, the, the dream project. I did actually, I think it was 2008, I did get to color a licensed uh, Spider-Man kids book, but I, I would still love to work on an actual run of some version of Spider-Man at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So, Sean, I was curious. So when you're not busy with comics, what is it that you do? What kind of hobbies you got? What, what, what keeps you busy at when you're not working on comics? Um, for, for about the last year, I haven't had time to do anything outside of that. But uh, <laughs> no, no. Uh, whenever I get free time, um, I love playing guitar. Uh, I haven't got to do it in a while, but uh, I am a big fanatic of that. Um, right now, basically, my free time is um, playing with the puppy. Uh, uh. Any any couple of spare minutes I get, it's usually he and I going out in the backyard and playing fetch or something like that. Oh, cool. What kind of dog you got? Uh, he is a uh, Zushan. He's a mix of a uh, Shih Tzu and a Bichon. All right. And, Has he been and, featured as any of your as art of any of your comics yet? Not yet. We've we've toyed around with that idea. We've uh-huh. we've had him a little less than a year. Um, but uh, that we have toyed around with the idea of him getting thrown into a story or something like that, and um, like like in the movie, uh, we named the dog Indiana. So uh, so it was, we got we got to figure out a way to work him into something. So I got to ask, since you're in the Columbus area, um, are you are do you are you a football fan? First of all, I, I'm not. I don't really follow it. Okay, never mind then. So you're not an Ohio an Ohio State fan. No, I perfect. I'm not. You're good in my book then. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm no, a big I, Michigan fan. That's why I was asking. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, I just I don't I don't follow it, and you know I'm sure that there'll be people attacking me for that or whatever. But yeah, teach their it's own. Not, it's not my cup of tea. Yeah, no, teach their own. So I'm just amazed at the Scarlet Huntress. I'm actually shocked that I've never seen this before like i just keep browsing it and looking at the art and stuff on this and it's phenomenal like i really yeah, really tight, really want to go read this awesome awesome and i'm i'm dead serious when i say it. like this is definitely my type of book i love the supernatural horror type books it's that's kind of like my favorite genre of comics so awesome i know i'm kind of digging that pinup of uh captain rosella the pirate oh thanks <laughs> thank you yeah, that, that's one of the pieces from the pinup book that I was uh, talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, this is awesome. I, I'm definitely going to have to dive into this. I'm actually on uh, the site now, and I'm looking at it trying to figure out how I can how I can get this. <laughs> so, Go ahead. So I was going to ask, uh, Sean, are you a... Um, uh, okay. Are you a uh, pencil and paper kind of guy, or are you a digital guy? Ooh, good question. 
Uh, that's that's a really tough thing right now. Um, I, I still love pencil and paper, and I still try to do it as much as I can, but I, I switch over to doing a lot of my stuff digitally. Um, all the coloring work I do, obviously, is digitally, um, but even more so now, um, like any piece that I, I pencil, I actually started out digitally. I do all my rough sketches that way so that I can really play around with it, um, make sure that things are like sized appropriately, things like that. Uh, it gives me a little bit more freedom of uh, changing up stuff on the fly before I go to finish it. Um, and, and having the Cintiq for like the last almost two years now has made things a lot easier when I can actually work directly on a monitor and um, have kind of all the ease of all the tools of Photoshop. I feel you on that. You yeah. see all these old heads nowadays going to digital too, so. Yeah. 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 So, I don't think it's anything to be ashamed of. I was gonna say it's pretty solid. I mean, we're uh, we're saying it ourselves. Great uh, stuff. Well, a lot of people say they prefer digital just because yeah. I, I guess if you make a mistake, it's easier to fix. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you have any cons coming up? I know you just did New York Comic Con, but do you have any other cons coming up? Uh, just the, the the last one that uh, yeah. I mentioned, uh, the Akron show yeah. this next weekend. Akron then... show. We went over. <laughs> I meant, like, uh, coming up in this next year, like, uh, do you know if you're going to be doing, uh, like, Kansas City, Planet Comic Con, anything like that? Oh, um, I, I'm still going through uh, trying to figure out the schedule for next year. Um, the only thing I know 100% that I'm doing is uh, Gem City Comic Con, which is in Dayton, Ohio. It's, the I believe, the first weekend of April next year. Okay. Um, uh, Steph and I, my wife and I, uh, we're... Uh, going through looking at the schedule trying to plan everything out um i i'm hoping i'll find out pretty soon but i'm hoping to be back at c2e2 um which i think is also next april yep that's in april as well um, uh motor city comic-con up in uh, novi michigan outside of detroit um that's on our game plan um hopefully san diego again and I, outside of that, I mean, those are the only ones that we Fair really enough. tried to get locked in. If but. you if you are able, see, I'm from Omaha, Nebraska, so if you okay. are able to get down to to Kansas City Com- Planet Comic Con, uh, that would be phenomenal because I'm just looking at your sketches right now, and I really want to get a piece from you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm I'm really I'm looking at all your black and white and your pinups and stuff that you've done that are on the site, and like your He Man stuff is just off the chain i love it uh thank you um i i would love to come check out the con i know we looked at it i know it's on our uh calendar to uh like kind of keep track of everything and hopefully we can uh squeeze it in there um the one thing that i always try to say to folks and um who knows if it ever works out but you can always shoot the uh convention promoters an email and say you'd love to see me there or something like that and hopefully they'll get in touch um if uh, if it doesn't work out that I don't get to make it this year, I can always I can always do uh, commissions and stuff through the through the mail. Okay, so that could that could be a plan B. But uh, yeah, definitely look into it. I've I've heard a lot of good things about the show. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's last year I think there's close to seventy thousand people that came through over the weekend. Um, oh, wow! So it's it's a pretty big show, especially for uh, uh, you know a midwestern show. It's pretty big. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, no. I'm just looking at your stuff, and oh, I just happened to stumble across Moon Knight here. 
So, Sean, speaking of commissions, um, what is the best way for some of our listeners to get a hold of you to uh, get a piece of commission through you? Um, the easiest way is uh, check out my website. I've got uh, a list of some of the options and prices and stuff, and it's it's just as simple as seanforney.com. So it's S-E-A-N-F-O-R-N-E-Y.com. Um, if you search my name, uh, my Instagram and all the other social media and all that stuff should pop up. You can always contact me through one of those as well. Um, should have all the information all readily available on my site there. Um, you can drop me an email from there, and uh, we can set it up. Fantastic. And I'm uh, sorry, I'm just in awe over your, some of your stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> No, very, very cool. Well, hopefully I end up, you know, running into you this next April. I'm trying to go to C2E2 as well. I don't know if I'll make it, but we'll see. Um, it's only an eight-hour drive for me, so it's not too bad. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah we got about a six or so hour drive to get to it ourselves. It's uh, it's not too bad. And it's a, the show's definitely worth it if you haven't been there before. It's it's worth the trip. Yeah, no, that would be a first for me. Would C2E2 would be, so... Sean, do you have anything you would like to plug or anything you want to throw out there? Uh, no, I think we actually did a pretty good job of that. <laughs> Very cool. We, we try to cover all bases, but yeah. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on and letting me plug all this stuff. I really appreciate it. Oh, that. yeah, no, thank you for agreeing to come on. This is fantastic. And, you know, people go out there and check out his art. Seriously, this is, this is com. It's awesome, awesome art. Thanks for joining us. Check us out, fourguysinacomic.com, and follow us on social media, Twitter, at number four guys in a comic, Facebook, keyword four guys in a comic. Also check out popnerdtv.com and contv.com. Till next time. <laughs>